Telemetry recovered. And you are listening to Let's Drone Out. And for a change, we've got someone who knows absolutely everything. So the, uh, I'd like to present you, Boris B, everyone. Way! <laughs> and yeah, it's me, finally on the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Boris. Welcome. Yeah. And we're followed by the usual gang, Adam Juniper. Hello. Jay Chipko. Hello. And the greatest, if you've got a drug problem, talk to Frank. Frank. <laughs> no Good worries. evening. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you to it. I'm not 100%, but enjoy the show. Thank you, Jack, for starting us off. Um, and please don't to... die, Jack. Yeah, take, take care of yourself. Uh, uh, for those of you who are not sure, Jack's not feeling at his best at the moment, but I'm sure we'll hear from him later. I think it's anticipation for this weekend's antics. <laughs> Understandably excited. Oh, yes. And just to remind everyone, this radio show is sponsored by Fossil Stuff with their indestructible gravity frames in 180, 250 and 280 size, designed and manufactured in the UK. Practice yes. Indestructible. Yeah, Getting that over and done with. Thank you, Boris, for coming on. We know uh, Jack has been hounding you a lot to get on here, so we're very yeah. grateful that you've taken out an evening in lovely, sunny Netherlands, long evenings, as you were saying, and you could be flying, and you're spending it here talking to us. So exactly. thank you for taking I, I, I time I was just out. thinking the same, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's my <laughs> pleasure. I, I actually had a, a couple of lipos loaded, and uh, I, I have a day off from my work, and I was like, yeah, it's a good day for flying. And I like these uh, these these bright evenings, you know, when the northern hemisphere is good for one thing. It's the it's the summertime, long evenings. Uh, it's, exactly. it's amazing. You can fly. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. But yeah, on the other side, we get we get punished the rest of the year. You know, in the winter, it's uh, it's pretty much uh, nothing. But okay, yeah, um, I'm finally here. I'm, it's my pleasure. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't make it earlier, but uh, yeah. Oh, well, we know you're a busy man, so. That's why we're, we're happy you have come on. Uh, uh, we don't want to keep you away from the computer forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm st- still behind my computer. I could, I, could, uh, I could actually write some code, actually, in the meanwhile. But... Do you want to just uh, start off with letting us know, you know, there might be some people listening that don't know what beta flight is or what its purpose is in the open source flight control firmware community. So I wonder if you want to sort of cover that a bit from your perspective of what it, what you want to, to do with it when you first started it? Yeah, it's, it's you know, beta flight is just, yeah, let, let's put it that way. Uh, I started, uh, well, I'm, I'm just a pilot. I enjoyed this hobby for flying, uh, you know, uh, these little quadcopters and uh, I'm doing that for a long while. But I'm also a software developer. I do that for my daily, uh, you know, that's my daily job. I do some, uh, I write some software, not not specifically for drones or, uh, m- you know, microcontrollers, totally different stuff. But, you know, all software developing is kind of similar. So at a certain point I was, well, I, I never, I never actually, you know, I, I, the first years I was doing this, I, you know, there's a lot of more going on in this. Uh, you have to know about control theory, uh, mathematics and uh, stuff. So I never really dig into it. But after a while, I was, you know, kind of an- annoyed, missing some stuff, some, some you know, basic features, which uh, which were just not getting into into the, you know, default base, base flight or clean flight, what everybody was flying uh, back in the days. So I decided to, you know, jump into it and uh, do some uh, developing by myself to add the features. It's open source anyway. So I talked to Dominic. He helped me a bit to, uh, you know, to get uh, GitHub uh, going because I wasn't really familiar with the system uh, back at the days. He, uh, you know, he taught me uh, about how it works. So I added some simple features that I was missing for years, and I was quite happy. Yes, I, have, I finally have something, you know, what I was missing for years, what other developers failed to de- to, to make. But, you know, once I was uh, getting more and more familiar with the code itself, you know, with the clean flight code after a while, you know, it's like it's like a book, you know, exactly with what page, what stuff is, you know, happening and you start to seeing things. And, you know, the more you look at it, the more stuff you see uh, can be improved. So, you know, you get, you know, you get kind of uh, yeah, hooked by it, uh, starting to improve things. You discover new uh, bugs and uh, new things that could be improved and, you, you know, 
you keep you keep going but as it's with every open source project is there are many developers and it's not that easy to get your own code into the you know code code base you know there's a lot of approvals uh, other other people's uh, have have their own uh, opinion about stuff you know so for example you think something's good the other guy will say but he has some different theory and he will say that you know he will, you know, you get this long discussion and in a while, you know, you, you lose a lot of energy by trying to get it into the code. So I decided to, uh, you know, to build my own branch to, uh, well, actually, that, that kind of happened by itself. So I needed most stuff I was doing, I was coding it, uh, it, it needed testing. So I needed people for testing. So I already knew a lot of pilots and I was just sending the, these binaries, the files to just just to try it and uh, you know they, they told it to other others and after a while i was getting spammed by pms and messages <laughs> well i heard that uh, charpu uh, for example charpu was a friend of mine back, back in the days so i always helped him with tuning and stuff you know with the quadcopters so you know he's quite popular uh, popular pilot still is oh, yeah. and uh, well after when he when he told people that he was flying beta flight but which was already existing in well it, it was actually just a you know it, it wasn't even beta flight it was just a clean flight customized clean flight so he told that to some other people and uh, those started to spamming me you know i oh i need that hex too so i was uh you know uh, i didn't want to answer all those uh, individual uh, messages so i opened the topic with uh, like you know topic for, for a specific test group people who would like to you know help with testing and give their input i actually wanted to um uh, to uh, well let's say uh, there are a lot of developers which are not really a good pilots which do not really uh, fly the you know these quadcopters themselves they're just developing and they hope that the pilots would like it and and i wanted to bring it closer to the pilots uh, itself so that's why i started this topic on the rc groups to to get more input from the pilots itself and to let them decide about the features and the firmware and well that's that's how it all started wow uh, yeah yeah and uh, well, before I realized, it exploded, and it became a se- it became a separate branch. You know, it it was never my uh, I I did not do that by purpose. I was not planning to have some kind of own firmware, own software. I just needed a name for it. You know, as, yeah. and as it was a test software in the in the beginning, I just called it Beta Flight. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to put the name on it, and that was the most suitable names back at the days. But in the meanwhile, it's getting you know it's 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 not just a test software. It's just it is pretty stable, and well, there's a lot of going on, a lot of input from different developers. It's open source anyway, so you know, well, it opened a whole different uh, world for me. Actually, uh, got me in touch with different companies, different. Uh, Different connections. It's it's really you know even though it's open source, I do this for free. I, I don't get any you know it's you know people send me some donation donations, but that's purely for uh, to have you know to have some gear for testing like oscilloscope, some stuff I was missing. Uh, besides that, uh, it really helped me on other parts. You know e- even my daily job where I was not doing anything with the microcontrollers, I did learn during this project a lot of stuff which I'm using for in my daily life already. So. Excellent. Wow. So you, yeah. you said originally you were speaking with Dominic Clifton when you were first getting started with Betaflight. Um, do you still collaborate with anyone else or is it pretty much that it's branched off now and you're pretty much looking after oh, no, 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 no. people adding into it? Well, my, my what I forgot to mention with Betaflight, I have no, well, it's, yeah, let's say I have no long-term uh, uh, planning plans with it. So my, uh, it's 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 actually a research project. Let's let's call it just a research project where I want to make things better in the you know for for I, I want to optimize the software for the current uh, current hardware which is out there, especially mini quadcopters which are much faster, much more agile than you know the original uh, stuff where all this firmware was developed on. It's all coming from the multi-V base flight days and back at you know the, the flying style and the, the the motivation back then was totally different than we have now so i'm trying to optimize it and develop some kind of new features and 
to see if I can improve stuff. But eventually, I'm, I was planning to put that back into clean flight. It was still a test project to see some, you know, I introduce a lot of features. And when certain feature is really promising, uh, doing really well, and uh, everybody's happy with it, I just you know, port it back to clean flight, like for example, air mode, which was a huge success. And that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's still a branch, you know, it's not like, okay, we finished testing and we're going to stop it. I think it's, <laughs> it will still exist for a while, but yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it exploded by my original, um, plan was just to have a test firmware so I can verify stuff before it gets merged into the official firmware. But in the meanwhile, it's a separate branch. And surprisingly, when I go to the racing events, uh, which which I do regularly, uh, it, it seems like everybody's flying beta flight. It's you know, <laughs> you know, we we have Kiss for example now, and that's also popular. But it, it's it, it's surprisingly that almost nobody flies clean clean flight anymore. It was quite but, interesting that it was applied as a fix, as in a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's it's just not performing very well." Have you flashed a beta flight on it? And then it would fix problems. So it was always a fix for a little while. But now I think it's, it's yeah, I mean, I, I know more people, well, I hardly know anyone on clean flight at the moment, so that's a testament to your uh, programming skills. Well, yeah, it's it's not just the programming skills. It's just you know, it's 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 um, you know, I'm trying to be uh, besides the new features, new stuff. What I wanted to introduce, I also wanted to have a good uh, default baseline. You know, because for example, looking at the base flight or clean flight history, they have this default uh, default settings, which were there for like years, for like six years, never changed. You know, like everybody, all these developers, even you know Dominic Clifton and whatever, they do a good, a lot of good stuff. You know, making the software better, but they all kind of think it's working. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. But nothing gets improved. You know, for example, you know all simple little parameters in there. I wanted to tweak that to the modern, um, you know, mini quad uh, industry to have a beginner which can install the firmware and it pretty much can fly decent decent settings. Besides the new features and stuff that I added, uh, I wanted to have a good baseline. That was my, you know, one of the, one of the other goals I had uh, and also to make it a bit less noisy because uh, I started with uh, with the filters at first. I was, you know, the, the Nick dude, uh, it's a guy who, uh, who invented black box. We we never really knew what was going on 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 our on our quadcopters before we saw black box logs, and the first time I saw it, I was quite shocked. I was like, "Wow, is this really what is going on? You know, is it that messy?" And it was. So that that's that was one of my first uh, motivations to get me uh, uh, to get me going to to improve to make it cleaner. To get more out of our tune, you know, uh, I realized, for example, that uh, our P, you know, we are usually hitting the noise levels uh, earlier than the real physic uh, limits of our quadcopters. So we would have, we would be flying with much lower P to have a smoother flight, while in the reality we could have much higher P, but the noise is preventing to increase that. You know, just those simple things, you know, just kept me motivating in this project, and. As I said, you know, once you get more familiar with the code, you see, you con constantly see new stuff which needs improving, and in the meanwhile, you you discover some bugs which were there for ages, but just being triggered by something else you made better. For example, one of the things that really uh, puzzled me for a while was once I introduced air modes, uh, we saw these infinity rolls in in, in in coming, and you know, at first you would think, okay, with before before air mode, it wasn't there. But that currently, a lot of users are reporting these crashes and infinity rolls and stuff. So I thought there must be a bug somewhere. And you know, you're looking for weeks. You're trying. You're thinking your code. You're overthinking it. And somehow it all seems right. You know, there's 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 nothing wrong in there. But after a while, uh, it, it it became pretty clear. You know, to uh, that there was a serious bug in there for ages. But it wasn't triggered uh, like that because uh, there wasn't enough authority to get the, 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 the you know to get the quadcopter rotation rate uh, above certain level to you know to trigger this bug which was actually uh, the gyro had the limit uh, for 2000 degrees per second and uh, 
once you reach that 2000 degrees per second the gyro thinks you're rolling the opposite way and it will try to correct for example if you're rolling to left with two over 2000 degrees per second the gyro will think you were you will rolling to right and it will try to correct correct left and it will increase the rotation rate and you will never get out this roll so you know those simple things which were always in there but it was discovered in the beta flight stage, like like some other things, failsafe, which was, which was also never really uh, really working well. Uh, you know, th th those things really kind of uh, yeah demotivated me at a certain stage. You must have spent a lot of the time thinking that it was just bad pilots, though. If you're getting a load of complaints, or were you able to reproduce the problem straight away? Sorry. When you get complaints, do you not first think, oh, these people are just not flying right? Well, yeah, that's the first thing you think. <laughs> that's, that's obviously because, you know, after I do a lot of testing, loads, loads of testing, and I never found this issue by myself, and then you start thinking there must be something wrong, the EC or the motor. There's been a little bit of talk in the, in the chat about uh, the mini air show that's happening this weekend down, by, down in Brighton, put on by Dom. Uh, Voice of Doom on Thursday night show. So we've got Metal Danny saying he, he can't come because his wife hates him for all the events that are happening. Uh, if your wife, wife hates you, you better to be out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is all part of the International Drone Day, which has thankfully been put back to May rather than March, which it was last year. Um, and with that, I mean, there's events all over the world. Have you got anything quite local to where you're at on this uh, International Drone Day, Boris? Um, next week I'm going to France uh, in Marseille. There's this uh, big event. Uh, uh, what? Uh, yeah. What is the name? Planet. Uh, some planet du domaine or something. That's what it's called. Uh, I'll race. be there. Yeah, it's racing, freestyle, uh, team racing, individual race. It's a four-day event, so uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be uh, exciting. I hope. So uh, that's where I'm going to be next week. And I hope really to, to, to visit UK ones because I really loved uh, the, the events what I saw uh, before, like, for example, the Formula FPV uh, event uh, or some other racing events which were there uh, with a lot of nice technical uh, courses, which I really, uh, yeah, which really seemed exciting. And a lot of UK pilots are, in my opinion, one of the best of the world when it comes to racing. I said maybe it's our country lanes we always have to drive around because they're twisted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Isn't our national best too uh, too young to drive? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not for long, surely. Yeah, good point. Boris, if, there's lots of people asking. Are there? Do you know which events you might come to at all later on this year? Uh, I'll go always... probably to Drone Nationals in New York in August. That's where I was invited. That's a big one. Uh, it's being broadcasted by... Uh, ESPN live on television so that's that's going to be uh, really really exciting it might lift this uh, entire train drone racing industry to the next level as it's going to be broadcasted to national TV by you know ESPN that I don't believe that uh, that was never done before so that's 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 really exciting uh, for, in regard for UK events I really need to pick one you know I, I'm I'm not really up to date. Nobody's updating me, but uh, I'm not aware <laughs> about about events which are going to happen this year. But I, I guess I need to talk with Danny or something. Danny's aware of, uh, about those events, and he really told me it's definitely recommended to go to UK. He really enjoyed there. There we go. Well, so, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you're listening there, uh, event organizers. Yeah. <laughs> it is the start of the season, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's the start planned. of the season, exactly. Yeah. And there are a lot of events coming up. So it's, it's, it's the last year was, you know, or two years ago or last year, you were happy to have some kind of events, you know. Everybody was knowing there were like two, three events around uh, in the area and that's where everybody was going. And now there are so many events that you really had to pick a good one to go there because you can't be everywhere there's every week there's something but I, yeah. I, mainly, I mainly you know I, I mainly enjoy the local uh, events like uh, in Netherlands Belgium or you know Germany has quite a lot of events that's that's where I usually always go uh, or I went till now but I'm thinking to expand my uh, 
yeah, to, to, to go further than uh, just Europe this year to see to, to visit some bigger events. I miss Dubai, for example. That's really I regret that. Uh, which you know, not, not not because the event itself, but you know, I really wanted to be there to uh, to meet a lot of uh, awesome people in this industry. Industry. So uh, so, uh, but but the entire event uh, in Dubai was kind of unorganized in the beginning that I uh, gave up. I never expected because you know in the beginning it didn't seem to become something, and apparently the last two weeks just before the race uh, everybody was everybody was suddenly going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprised me, and I just, I really couldn't, you know, couldn't make it anymore. I was really thinking to go. I wanted to arrange everything, and uh, but you know, two months before the race, everybody was like, "Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not organized. It's not going to happen." Uh, you know, all kind of stories going around. So I just said, "Okay, then I'm not going." Uh, you know, I didn't arrange anything with my job, and uh, and suddenly two weeks before, all kind of teams were starting to calling me, and oh, do you want to join us? Do you want to join us? But that was too late. <laughs> maybe, maybe. The- the UK then in a further afield this is the reason it's not going to get bigger just yet because there's no organization around events so people don't even know what's happening it's still on the underground it's yeah. all, well we'll make sure something's uh, in the pipeline and uh, get you over for the UK have a fly with some technical <laughs> flies we'll throw our best towards you <laughs> yeah do you prefer I, I, racing I or freestyle well yeah I like racing for example as well but I'm not really good when it comes to the you know big pressure uh, you know when uh, i usually do i i really you know came i i call, i i always make it to the quarterfinals semifinals you know I, I always come really far but it's not like you know i don't feel like winning you know i always have bad luck you know somebody's crushing so, me um, you're saying the pressure gets to you a bit so you're saying that if somebody is racing against you they need to really get in your head you know worry you <laughs> Uh, it's it's not just you know it's it's you know all these these racing events for example the last event where i was you know there's a lot of waiting in between there's a lot of different things going on than ju- just racing you know that i'm i'm not it seemed that i don't it's it's not the pressure itself well, you know, after a couple of events where I was, you know, in the beginning everybody has pressure first time when he's racing something official but for me, you know, I, I'm came to the point where I don't feel the pressure itself, but it's like, you know, I'm really cold. I didn't fly. I didn't even touch the sticks for a long while. And there's this long waiting, long waiting, and then you have to fly suddenly. And yeah. for me, it always takes takes a little bit, you know, to really get, you know, to get smooth, to get, you know, focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah that can be a bit unnatural. Exactly. It, it feels for me unnatural when I, you know, it's like first somebody, it's like waking up in the morning and you have to, you have to do running, for example, you know, it's that, that's how it feels. Well, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> can we, uh, obviously as we got Boris on, can we go back to Peter Flux? I've got a few questions I wouldn't mind asking. Yeah. What, what's your say on the uh, the gyro and the pit now? So, are, are you? What's the, obviously you run it? It can run up to eight eight gigahertz now. Um, I, at the moment, I'm running a cyclone. You bad. So I'm, I'm running a full eight gigahertz setup. Obviously, thanks to yourself. Um, so, what 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 what's what's the best sort of? Obviously, I can run eight k eight k. Is it best to run eight and two? Or what's your sort of say on it? To be honest, I really, uh, well, there's a lot of talking about that. And, you know, there are different opinions about that. Uh, First of all, when you look at the theoretical stuff, you know, when you look at the motors and ECs, what what those are capable to do, uh, well, even 1K is much more than they can cope with. For example, when you when you would yeah. uh, heavily overtune your quadcopter, you know, like uh, make make your piece that high that it would oscillate to death. Actually, you would never see more oscillation than like 20 or 50 hertz. You know, like it, it will start shaking. That's that's the maximum response you can get from that quadcopter. So, yeah. from from looking at that perspective, you could say, you know, we're it's an overkill to do these fast motor updates uh, at all because. Uh, it doesn't, you know, you're sending commands, but the, the the motor of the ESCs are not able to respond to that. Uh, 
So that's that's the theory number one, which I kind of you know partly support. But there's there's also more than that. Uh, there's there's certainly uh, yeah you you need to have uh, much more uh, refresh rate than your than your motors should be able to cope with. Let's for example, if they're if, if they're able to have like 50, uh, 50 hertz, that's that's the maximum response of your quadcopter. You would have to have ten times of that. 500 hertz or maybe 1k so so there's a certain point what's what becomes optimal and above that it's you know you can send commands but the ecs or the prop will never respond to that so um and i kind of think that 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 all sounds reasonable i never did did any research about that you know to really prove it but i did so a lot of uh, old projects uh, like uh, peabody it's a it's a developer from uh, tau labs he did some he did some measurements on this and uh, well it it was confirming that it wasn't really you know it wasn't really helping to having uh, to having it faster than 1k for example but there are a lot of different stories now uh, going around with uh, multi shot one shot 42 you know there's there's yeah there's certainly uh, reason for investigating yeah. to do some more research is there anything else what we're missing uh, we're now only talking about the motor update speed, but uh, regarding the sampling speed, the gyro speed, it's definitely better to have it as fast as possible. Because okay. that's yeah. the more you see, the more you can filter. For example, uh, if you're familiar with aliasing, which is uh, you know what you get when you when you when you uh, for example uh, you have you have a high frequency and you're sampling slower or same speed than that frequency, then that high frequency can uh, transform to a lower frequency, which can eventually become a noise and it can affect your uh, tuning, for example. So that definitely, without any doubt, that's, that's, that's definitely improvement. Noise, noise must be one of your biggest issues within beta flux. Obviously, there's a lot of people, obviously, with the Rev6, the Lux, and obviously you've got 2.7 running at the moment. We just have the latest BL Heli, which obviously should help things as well. Um, I'm running 2.7 on a, on a SPF3 MIDI, and to be honest, it flies great. I, I, I literally can't fault it one bit. Uh, I uh, flashed latest multi shots. I've been running multi shot on mine, but I flashed latest multi shot with obviously the implementations from fourteen point five, and it, it just it just feels great, man. And the work you're doing, I just I can't thank you enough personally. But um, noise must be a big issue, man. Because exactly, yeah. The, the noise is the biggest uh, biggest issue. But things. Uh, well, my my initial. Uh, startup with betafly was let's make it all clean let's make it smooth and it will all fly well well eventually i came to the point where everything was smooth the black box looked perfect and everything was like you know you, you couldn't say anything that should be bad but it wasn't really flying that well so then i realized that okay maybe too smooth is uh, also not really optimal as that introduces a lot more filtering a lot more delays so you have to kind of compromise you have to find uh, you know you have to make it a little, little bit more noisy you have to make the delays as low as possible but to the point where it doesn't affect your flight it doesn't affect your motors or your ecs so that's that's the balance that's the continuous battle i'm doing with the beta flight you know trying a perfect balance between the noise and uh, optimal delays uh, can i just ask but what are you actually playing with are you playing with the d the d term filter in 2.7 and is that is that what you've been playing with on that to try and Obviously, when we do like a hard, so what hard one eighty and that, especially with the uh, obviously the MPU from the Lux and that. Obviously, I tried to do something with that. I tried to do something, you know, thinking out of the box. You know, there's pit controller. There's a theory, theoretical. You know, like you learn in school, you find articles on the internet. It's a pit controller. This is P. This is I. And this is D. There's nothing else. You know, this is how it works, yeah. and that's it. Well, I, I I tried to think a little bit further out of the box and translate it into a multi-rotor application for example thinking about uh, what if we just make d a little bit different you know just use d whenever we want it and ignore it at the point uh, at the moments when we don't really need it so i wanted to make it you know to, to for example uh, ignore small noise 
you know, just just ignore it. Then uh, yeah. you won't get noise in the system. And when we needed large stick inputs, for example, you're doing rolls or flips and you want some dampening, then we allow more D. You know, some kind of logic, a special logic behind that to make it smoother, to, to make quadcopters less prone to uh, D-term D oscillations, which on paper sounded really well, but it wasn't really it wasn't really a success. Well. Eventually, it was a success. We learned from it uh, as uh, we, we did realize the D in the low amplitude uh, levels is quite important because it's 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 keeping P stable. You know, when P P is kind of thinking at present. You know, P is just looking at what's happening now, and I'm going to react on that, and that's limiting P to be optimal, uh, which will actually uh, make P. You know oscillate you know just to, just a yeah. little slight oscillations and make stuff unstable and it is actually d the low amplitude d which helps p from freaking out so that little noise you see you know in, in d and you know we wanted to remove is actually turned out to be very useful and yeah i, I stopped doing that but it we learned from that and i kind of left it as it yeah. was and with all these new firmwares for ESCs, like for example the latest BLLE, or you know, it, it it doesn't really matter. You know, you can you can allow a little bit of noise in there. You know, even though in yeah. black box you see some noise, it's it doesn't really doesn't see, really get to I, I see so many people black box, black box, black box. But at the end of the day, if your quad feels amazing, which exactly, you, know, you yeah. can get it feeling amazing, why mess around with black box at the end of the day? You know, motors coming down cool, it flies are great, you know, just leave yeah. it. Literally, just, you know, it, it is one of them. It's a, yeah, it, exactly, it is yeah. a hard one. Yeah, yeah, but, that's, that's um, exactly the thing we learned, actually. You have to you have to not only look to the graphs, which you see, but you also have to, uh, have to you know, feel. How does it feel and what, what do you see, you know? Even simple things like motor sound. Motor sound can tell more than a thousand words about your tune. If that sounds smooth, then there's nothing to worry about. Even though, if you if you if your black box log, you know, scares you, <laughs> to like yeah. hell. So yeah, enjoy the flight. Yeah, exactly. So there's I a lot of tuning um, with real high like with my eight gigabits both ways. I've tuned real high P's and my D's are quite low, and it just feels great I, I don't know if i'm doing it right to be fair but well that's that's a good great. thing uh, yeah that's that's exactly a good thing that's how i tune as well the the higher p makes it more responsive you know makes makes the you know gives you more connection with the you know yeah, the, the, the with you, you feel more connected with your craft you know it gets more sharper it gets more uh, crispy more you responsive you but you, you also when, when it's when your p gets too large you you know you can get oscillation so the later 2.7 what I did I was like okay that's that was one of these things what I said out of the box thinking you know thinking more about you know than just bit controller as it is I realized actually when you don't use a lot of stick input you don't need a high P you know if it's stable if it's stable so I added some P acceleration the more the more uh, stick input you give the higher P gets actually that's that's the okay. trick I did in 2.7 to, to make it feel sharper so you can get a you can you can have your own normal piece which which will feel the same you know it will be stable and once you hit your once you once you start start moving your stick your p will actually increase which will give you more connected sharper feeling with your uh, with your quadcopter for example yeah. so you only get more p when you really need it and that that really turned out to be a great success and if you yeah. if you watch for example my latest two flights which which i posted it's just you know, yeah, man, loving it, loving it. Yeah, are you running the old BL Hell Yes on there? Yeah, yeah, that was BL Hell Yes, but it's also, does, you know, gives more confidence, for example. You know, it's 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 quite similar to KISS ESCs. I don't know if somebody yeah. of you... Uh, yeah, what, what it, yeah, what the main difference is between, for example, the KISS ECs and the normal BL Heli, let's, for example, yeah, the older BL Heli firmware is that... For first, it's the resolution. It's the throttle resolution, which is quite which is important especially the prop wash scenarios and some 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 edge tuning you know which you which which is hard to tune if you don't have a lot of you know you can look at that uh, you have a sd television and hd television and that's 
that's the throttle resolution in ESCs. And the KISS ESCs were always having this very large resolution where the tuning was much easier than on the BL Heli, where, where, the, where the throttle steps were quite rough. And, you know, when you get these proper scenarios where you have to do quick 180s and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the other proper uh, scenarios, you get you get these micro, you know, little small corrections. And if those are too rough, it can actually increase increase the oscillation. It can make yeah. it even more unstable. That was one thing. And the other thing is the hardware PVM. Hardware PVM, uh, you know, that's a, that's a separate chip which uh, uh, which is doing a PVM commands to the motors. It's, it's, it makes it more, it's, it, it has one task and it's to, to make as smooth as possible motor outputs, you know, and uh, the normal BL Heli uh, firmware does that with, uh, with the software. And the software is not only doing that, it's doing a lot of other things and that creates delay yeah. and it makes it less, you know, less clean. So you actually get larger, larger delay between the, uh, in your control loop. So, and that's, you know, that's, that creates, yeah, that's felt in your, uh, in your tuning and, you know, you can, you get less crisp feeling in, the, in your flight. And BLLES is exa- exactly the same with KCSES, it's the hardware PVM. And your throttle stick feels more wired to your uh, to your actual to your quadcopter. So when you, yeah. for example, do little dives along around the trees and you want to recover, besides the power, it's Spon- the response. You know, you get just more yeah. a little bit more response and it gives you more confidence. And yeah, that just feels so is better. It, is it a big difference from say F three thirty SC to F three ninety? Because the response I felt the response different straight away. Is it as large or is it? Or, or is Sorry, it between, really, between say, what? Uh, say, <coughs> well, an F330, say like a little B20 amp to say a, a UBAD 30 amp with a F390 yeah. chip. Because I well, noticed the difference in response. It's, it's the breaking that the, the f390 of f3 but i noticed personally but it's it's just a feel it's that it doesn't really feel a lot of difference but you do get a better breaking for example when you yeah. you know when you for example uh, what where i really felt it is during racing and i'm you know heading for a gate and i'm just a little bit too high and i need to lower my throttle to go below the gate with the little bees that is more predictive, you know. I have to, you know, I have to think a bit more upfront than with the U-bats. U-bats were, you know, breaking a bit better. While Kiss ECs, which I also had, were just like instant. You know, just when I lower the throttle, it just drops to the ground. And that's that was the yeah. when you translate it for, you know, in, for, to the flight characteristics. That was really something what I what I felt. And the the BLLES is. Uh, pretty pretty close to Kiss actually, in terms of oh, breaking. Yeah. Uh, in in, in, in terms of feel, smoothness, smoothness could be even better, I think, than Kiss ESCs. But I believe the Kiss ESCs have slightly better breaking from the statistics that I saw. Somebody was measuring that. That's but, amazing stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, it's wow. really amazing stuff. So can I? Sorry, I've got. An, oh, sorry, I, I've got another question as well. So we lost MultiWii, obviously, which is a good thing because we got Super Expo, uh, Super Expo out of it. Do yeah. you think going forward we will lose MultiWrite? Uh, sorry, rewrite, and we will go straight Lux because obviously the maths and obviously stuff's getting faster, and I'm assuming it's maybe easier to program. Like, obviously, I don't know, but. Yeah. What I'm hearing, do you think what, going forward, do you think we're staying on the same PID controllers, or do you think there'll be a new PID controller? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure about on. that. I think I personally always loved how the rewrite felt. There was something special yeah. about it for me. It's so it's just so you know, it's it's it. I don't know. It it was more right. uh, easier to tune always. For example, yeah. it was. Uh, besides the fact for a programmer or whatever to to understand what's really going on, you know, it's the math is kind of weird. You know, when you look at the stuff, it's the integer math being, you know, uh, uh, all kind of workarounds to do some calculations, which is not nice. But it does it does its job and it does it really well. So recently, I decided, and even the you know from the clean flight perspective, even the next clean flight version will have the Lux float. Well, it isn't even the Lux float anymore. It's it's some kind of Lux rewrite. It's a, it's okay. it's the rewrite translated into the floating point. 
So the yeah. new looks float is actually a rewrite with the floating floating point math with the same numbers. It should create the same, you know, same whatever, same numbers from from the same bits, uh, like rewrites, but with the floating point, more precision and whatever, you know. So actually you get the same two bit controllers. You could actually decide and drop rewrite and use uh, use look float. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of more than that. You know, it's like even I still fly, fly rewrite because, you know, that's that's what I'm used to. You know, for, for, for my fun flying, when I go out flying, I fly rewrite and that's what I'm used to. Even though the look float will feel the same, I also have the same bits, same tune. It's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, how do you say right. it? Uh, it feels for me, you know, familiar rewrite, and that's that's how I fly. So yeah. there's there's a personal, how do you call it, connection? Personal preference. Personal yeah. preference you have, and you know, if somebody would switch the looks float, call it rewrite, and just make it looks float, maybe it's a placebo effect, and they would still love it, you know, <laughs> still feel as real. Yeah, maybe in a while there's a there's a plan there's a, that's also one of my first motivations in this project was i was seeing so many pit controllers uh, there, there was pit controller one two three four and five and i was like why you know why not just make a unique pit controller with all the good stuff from the old five and that also motivated me in this beta flight project because i also started dropping multiple pit controllers and we broke that number down to three uh, and in the next version, I'll drop another one, so there will there will only be, be looks load and rewrites, and the clean flight will probably do the same. What we do is just what I also did actually was just taking looking at them all. What do they have in common, and what what does the bit controller tree have extra feature compared to one and two? And let's take that as a feature. For example, super expo is something always always there in the multi-v from the multi-v projects and multi-v 2.3 bit controller had that integrated super expo you know you cannot switch it off it's just your rates are like super expo factor so i thought like oh, if i if i integrate super expo in the rewrite and look float as ex, as an extra feature then i don't i don't need mv.2.3 bit controller so i dropped it after that feature yeah amazing you- stuff man amazing stuff so, Boris, have, have you got any other ideas of where either beta flight or where generally the open source or even more generally like the FPV type quads? Do you have you got any idea of where you'd like them all to go? Um, yeah, I think I think you know in terms of uh, you know software firmware, there there isn't that much to, for me, you know, to think about. You know, just quite a little bit little optimizations you know not not the big stuff no big things you know what we can uh, be amazed of but you never know um i think that the next development uh, what we really want to see is the you know the fpv stuff uh, you see more hd uh, transmitters hd systems coming out i think that's that's the part the video and uh, in these events video is always an issue you know that this I think that's that's the thing that needs to be developed further. That needs to take uh, in the next years. I think that's that's going to uh, you know take huge steps in the uh, in this industry. Industry, yeah, especially if it enables more flyers or just better security of your link. Definitely. Yeah, better security, better quality, but especially the better uh, possibilities to broadcast. You know, for example, I don't really mind flying with what we have now because I'm used to that. But when you want to do something like uh, presenting it to bigger audience, you know, there's this, uh, uh, in, in these events, to make the sport bigger, you need to, you, it needs to be presented better to the outside world with the, with the better streaming, with the, uh, also the, the events have to run more smoothly. Uh, the systems have be more need to be more secure where you can really, uh, you know, hook up uh, couple of guys uh, without interfering each other and uh, i think the video uh, video part will really uh, take a huge step steps in the next uh, next months or next years if I, I, i'm still I, I really can't see zero like hd yet but we will see well it's not zero is it but it's near enough that you probably respond Within we will see. We will see. Wait, wait, wait. It's not long now. Yeah. <laughs> Look, looking into the more distant future, we definitely need to get zero lag um, virtual reality cockpit so you can look around. 
That would be fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, another good question that we've had, Boris, is with all your testing of unstable and release candidate beta versions of firmware, what has been the most dramatic? And surely there must have been some dramatic moments of crafts flying around and then doing something completely unexpected. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the biggest... Well, like I said, you know, there were a lot of books which I, which I discovered which were always there in clean flight, you know, but being... Uh, exposed under certain scenarios easier like for example that infinity role which was chase which i was chasing for like months i was thinking to give up you know i was like there must be something in that microcontroller what i'm not seeing correctly you know because it was really air mode causing that but eventually air mode was just pushing it you know giving enough authority to push it over that you know it's i spend a lot of thinking you know even in in the you know during the daily life where i'm not coding (laughs) still it's still in your head you know you're still thinking you know you're playing all the scenarios in your head and you're thinking what 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 am i missing you know you still cannot find it and eventually it appears to be a bug triggered by just you know air mode just gives you know a little bit a little bit more snappy zero throttle uh, responsivity I'm and that triggers it easier i'm going to channel of- the questioner there i'm not sure the questioner was asking were there any difficult situations while coding i think they might have been asking <laughs> Did you make a massive crash? <laughs> or did I make a massive crash? Oh, that's, Or did that's, did the firmware? Anyone? Yeah. Did something go horribly yeah. wrong that was both visually spectacular as well as oh, technically impressive? Oh no! For for me personally, yeah, it's stuff goes wrong. Like you know, whoever does ever writing, either it's internet or coding. You know, everybody makes typos, and when you make typos in a code. <laughs> <laughs> it can have really erratic results and it can be hard to find. So I did quite a lot of, for me, it happens, you know, quite a lot that, uh, for example, I, I break a lot of props with uh, with, with testing stuff. Uh, well, I, I did in the, in the early days, I was just, you know, test, my, my testing methods were really, uh, you know, pretty, you know, how do you call it? Uh, really just simple flight tests and stuff. But I did later develop some... Uh, Test, testing software which tests the code you know to make it more safe but uh, in the early days it was just uh, arming taking off and the, and, and the, the quadcopter goes like this maniac devil through the through my garage and ripping everything off from lights to you know those things which which I don't mind you know it's it's my own damage but the, the, the most the things I feared the most was just uh, well you know when I introduced some bugs which I didn't notice and I released a version I don't know which version it was it's quite a long time ago which was really causing problems uh, for example motors to shut off uh, well that that's a version I quickly deleted but it you know, <laughs> I, I did make a mistake in the past where I was uh, you know doing some weird stuff with the mint throttle you know for example you know when you get the motors to the lower level than the mint throttle then they're shut off in some cases you know Oops. so there was a there was a once a ver- firmware version where i introduced that and people started reporting hey i upgraded and uh, yeah my quad <laughs> keeps crashing you know what's what's going on did i do something wrong and i realized the code and i had to tell them oh that's my fault yeah Oh, well, at least you owned it. At least you didn't just say, yeah, no, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in your, I've got a question go. for you, Boris. Um, in your development of uh, software for the Nase board, have you ever had to deal with TimeCop, the infamous TimeCop, who banned Oh, yeah. He <laughs> doesn't like me. He's like, doesn't he? <laughs> no, no, no. He I, I think like you're me. on the the blacklist like everyone else then <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think uh, i don't know it's it's the, the history goes like i think it's five years ago when i started with this hobby and there was base flight and there was this topic on the multi-v forums where you can ask questions to time cop and i was having some specific questions and i'm not like an you know I didn't felt like I was some kind of noob asking some stupid thing, and he was dealing with me like I was some kind of noob. You know, you, it's your fault. You you don't know what to do, and uh, I guess you know he was being quite rude to me with uh, with his answers while I was just being polite. And that's where I really realized he's yeah. Let's, well, he, he wasn't really that nice guy. Uh, nah, he's an asshole. Let's put it that way. <laughs> do it to troll, everybody else. Troll bot or asshole. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I uh, kind of started to uh, de- to to, to tra- treat them as that, uh, like that, 
And then uh, we had this uh, one-shot uh, discussion. There was a big somewhere in the GitHub uh, when this one-shot, one two five uh, stuff just came out. And he was the he didn't wanted to introduce it into the ba- into base flight. So there was this long discussion, and you know he was just being, you know, yeah, he kind of he was getting on our nerves, and we uh, we didn't really came along in that discussion and. Uh, uh, that's when the clean flight project really accelerated because uh, everybody wanted to try something new. You know, even though you didn't know there was no proof it was working, everybody wanted to try. You know, why not? You know, it's a simple, simple feature with a couple of lines of code. Why not just introduce it if people want it? And that's where you actually, yeah. It's quite interesting. I mean, he's always been quite good on the hardware. And I guess at the time, people were saying, why do you need 32 bit? Surely we can make software work. But he pushed it yeah. and he put the base flight together didn't he and I don't think he had the strength in the, the, the software development side of it um, and I would have thought he'd be quite happy these days if he knew that his hardware design is essentially flown by most race pilots out there for what it was yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure what is like yeah maybe he's, he doesn't want to do the, he, he could he could even got more rich than he was because his, his, you know, Nace 32 was very popular. And if he just was listening to the big crowds, he could make another board, and it would be a huge success because people still fly Nace 32. Uh, you know, even though it's getting less and less uh, popular at the moment with all these F3 flight controllers, which are getting better and better. And uh, uh, I, I think his problem stems from how he named his board because I, th- I think he always wanted people to say Naze. It's a Japanese, but people just say nays, and maybe yeah. he's like having sleepless nights thinking, ah, why did they have to change their name? Uh, that that uh, is every reason to hate everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Hey! I've got a. I've got to call time because we're almost at time. Um, Boris, I'm sorry for exposing you to Bradders. I hope he didn't say any r- rude words too much. <laughs> he was very, very well behaved. Uh, surely, I think he's uh, medicated himself. That's good. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you're free sometime, Boris, give us a shout because I'd love to chat to you when I'm a bit better. Sorry for being ill, but no, no it was good listening. <laughs> awesome show. Thank you for joining us. You're Thank welcome you any time. No problem. Thank you. And uh, it was uh, it was a joy. And you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Don't forget, this podcast is sponsored by Radio C, number one for all your drone-related needs. Pay them a visit at radioc.co.uk and use the promo code LDO for five percent off your order and free shipping on orders over eighty pounds. Telemetry lost.